Good morning, YouTube family. Good afternoon and good evening, wherever you might be. Welcome to Escape from Crazy Town, where hopefully you will find some sanity here and also some, some camaraderie, right? We're here in it together. Some of us have made it out and have come back to help others, and some of us are going through the midst of it right now, maybe even the worst of it. So we are here on Happy Crappy Hour to share our stories, our experiences, learn from them. So our happies are the things that went well this week, and we want to keep repeating those things. And our crappies are the things that went badly this week, and we want to make sure we don't repeat those, right? We want to learn from them. Otherwise, you waste the experience. So glad to see you guys hopping on. For some reason, I cannot see this. Is that... Eric, good to see you, and Obi-Wan, good to see you. So you guys, today we are going to talk about should you warn the new supply? Well, as Eric says, no, <laughs> but actually I know some of you have tried warning the new supply, and I know that even I had gotten warnings as well when I was uh, a narcissist's new supply. The good news, though, I'm going to give you guys the good news up front. The good news is when you're on the other side now, and you know how the narcissist will resupply, right? They'll come back to an old supply, to an X, and they will turn them into the new, another new supply or, or renew that supply, right? Reuse that supply. Well, most of the time, those people you can warn. Those people you can bring back to reality because they've already experienced the discard. They've already experienced the, the end of the relationship and they, they've seen how the narcissist has moved on. Even though their feelings for them might linger, you, you have a much better chance of warning those who are being resupplied than the new supply. All right. Um, even, yeah, it's just incredible, but there are times when the ex who was discarded is being used again and being brought back in as new supply again, and they fall for it. And it's sad. It does happen sometimes, but because we have gone through it, I think we are all very awake to the point that if the narcissist came back, I mean, it'd be tempting. I'm not saying that it's not tempting. So you have to be on your game. You have to be alert. You have to be grounded in reality, right? You've been grounded in reality now for a while. You know what that looks like. So you're going to want to continue to be present in reality while the narcissist is trying to hoover you back in. Well, you guys, so should you warn the new supply? I mean, the easy answer is no, right? But I know it's so tempting to want to and to try to warn the new supply. And we have motives for that. You know, let's not, let's not lie to ourselves. We have some motives for that. One of them is we don't want to see the narcissist moving on, right? We don't want to see the narcissist succeeding in getting another supply, another victim. We want to stop the narcissist. The other motive might actually be you don't want somebody else to go through what you just went through, right? You actually care that this person, the narcissist, cannot take advantage again of somebody else. So the question is, 
even though you're a really good person, even though you care about people, you have to be careful because you might be putting yourself back into the line of fire if you try to tell the new supply, if you try to warn the new supply. The best scenario is that the new supply hears you out and wakes up. But that, I don't know of any instance where that actually happens, but um, at least not once the, the spell has been cast, right? There are new supply that are being hit on, maybe, you know, in the midst of hoovering. Um, and you warn those people and they look at the guy or the girl and they, the, the narcissist, and they realize, they kind of wake up on their own like, wow, why is somebody acting so crazy, trying so desperately to warn me? And they, they automatically just stay away from that because they, just, they just don't want to invite trouble into their life. So they move on. Now that supply is not actually been hoovered in, hasn't been um, love bombed, hasn't been in, you know, on the lure, I guess, for very long. So they are likely to heed the warning and move on, okay? But most new supply, since the narcissist moves so quickly, they get hooked on very quickly. And not just hooked, right? Then the narcissist also has that net <laughs> and it captures them. There's no way they can break free. Um, so to try and warn those new supply, you might be putting yourself in the line of fire because now the new supply is under the spell. They want this relationship so badly. They think they've never loved anyone as much as they're loving this narcissist. And they don't, they feel like, they've never connected with anyone as well as they're connecting with this narcissist. And also the narcissist is making them feel like they're soulmates. They're making them feel like, you know, this whole future faking, you can have all of this with me, all this hope, all this wonderful life. If you stay with me and here you are, you come in and you try to wake them up from that. So essentially you're, you're trying to wake them up from this beautiful dream. And they're like, no, they don't want to wake up from that. They, they want to stay in that dream. They've never been in this kind of a dream before, this dream life, right? So you come out like the villain. They think that you're just this jealous, crazy ex that wants to ruin everything for the narcissist and for the new supply because you're jealous. And that's how they'll see you. And they may start to spread uh, gossip about you. They may start to attack back. They may start to harass you to get you away from them. So be very careful with that. Oh yeah. Obi says, so can you imagine dealing with one of these lunatics with a brain injury, meaning you have the brain injury and you have to keep your mind straight while you're dealing with them? Well, Obi, here's the deal. You have to disconnect from them. Like, you, if you have it in your power to disconnect from them and block them from your life, do it. You do not want to engage with them. You do not want to keep going back and forth with barbs and, you know, attacks and, and comebacks. And you don't want to do that, especially if you have a brain injury. Start taking care of yourself. Start living your life. Start having a good, good life for yourself. Mm. You guys, I'm going to stop now and again and have some water. <laughs> mm. <clears throat>
Oh, I also made myself a really awesome drink today. I think it's a latte or a cappuccino. So nice. My husband got a, what do you call that, an espresso maker? Yeah, so we're making cappuccinos now. He drinks it as espresso, but I love it as a cappuccino. Anyway, ah, such good stuff. Um, oh, okay, Obi. So you're saying it's hard when your family has been coverting you your whole life. You mean converting you or I'm not quite sure what you're saying there. Like gaslighting you your whole life or maybe uh, if your family has been covert narcissist, coverting narcissism. Okay, maybe you'll have to explain that to me what you mean by that. All right, you guys. So what happens or why? Or what can you do? I mean, there's so many questions, right? When you're looking at the narcissist moving on with new supply and you're thinking they're going to crash and burn. You know that. You know that the, the new supply is being being used. And especially maybe you're, you're seeing that the new supply has kids and you're thinking, holy cow, these kids are going to get hurt. They're not going to be able to escape without major emotional injury so you're wanting to warn them what what in the world can you do right you got to know what what field you're playing on you have to know who your enemy is right you know the narcissist you know that they're very great actors you know that they're telling the new supply the same stuff they've been telling you that um, the ex now you're the ex is crazy that the ex is jealous, that the ex wants to ruin them, that the ex is just vindictive, that the ex is uh, a mean, horrible person. And that's why, you know, the narcissist will say that they're the victim and that you victimize them. So now the new supply is going to see you as this horrible person, this monster. So be very careful in how you behave around the new supply. You don't want to come out like a crazy, yelling, you know, out of your mind, un out of control person. You have to be calm and collected. You have to be yourself. And I've said this before. When people have asked, what do you do when the narcissist is gossiping about you? And, I'm, and I give this advice, whether the gossip is true or false. Because, you know, like the narcissist knows things about you, intimate things about you that you've shared with them, and they're going to spread it around town. Second of all, even if you didn't share with them any int intimate information, they're going to go around town and share, make up stuff about you anyway, right? They're going to make up uh, incidents that never happened and, and, and smear you all around town. So what do you do in that case? Here, the new supply is getting all of that. The new supply is hearing both of these things. They're, they're hearing the intimate, maybe possibly true things, but they're also getting made up information about you. So how do you combat that? How do you then respond? Well, if you come to the new supply and you're attacking and you're yelling or even as you're um, acting as if uh, and it becomes obvious that you're trying to break them up, you're trying to get the new supply away from them, they'll see that as an attack. They're, they're going to believe all the gossip that they, they've been hearing about you. 
all the bad stuff. They're going to believe it because they're going to imagine that's what's propelling your behavior. Now, if you come to them or if you run into them in town and you act pleasant and you're kind and you're personable and you tell them to have a great day and I hope things go well for you, you know, good luck with your relationship. I hope it all works out. I mean, you, you can say these things. And you actually can mean these things, but you know it's not going to work out. You know what they're heading into. If you behave and act as yourself, don't behave in the way that the narcissist has made you, right? The way you've become by being with the narcissist. You have to find who you are at the core and be that person no matter who you're in front of, no matter who you're speaking with. And that includes the new supply and other people around town who have been hearing all the smears about you. You hold your head up high and you act like you don't know what's going on. You pretend that you're oblivious to all the smearing. You pretend like you don't know that the narcissist has been panning you to the new supply. And you just act as if you are having a great day and you're having a good life and you're doing good things, you know, if they ask you, how are you doing? You're like, oh, I'm doing great. You know, just, it is not your responsibility nor your obligation to give them any information about you and how you're really doing and how you're really feeling, especially if you're down in the dumps, right? You want to make sure that to the new supply, you look like you're doing just fine. Now, the new supply is going to start questioning. They're not going to question you. They're going to start questioning the information they're getting from the narcissist. Because the way you just behaved doesn't match up to what the narcissist has been telling them. So you just go on with your day and eventually the new supply will start to see the cracks. Right? They'll start to see this mask slip off of the narcissist. That is how you approach the new supply. You don't want to approach them with incredible desperation and anger and frustration. Even though you're all of these things, even though you have all of these things, you don't want to approach them that way because then you come out looking like the crazy person, right? Um, even though you have the truth. You know, it reminds me of, um, I think I've told this story to you guys before, but in uh, Nazi Germany, there have been there had been you know as they were starting to round up people in the Jewish ghettos where they put them you know the the uh, Nazi guards had started putting rounding up the Jews from their real homes and um, putting them into these ghetto neighborhoods and packing them in right to control them. Then they started taking them out of there and taking them to the concentration camps. Well, there were a few who actually escaped from the concentration camps to come back to the villages, come back to the ghettos to try to warn the other, um, the other Jewish families what they had seen, the atrocities they had seen. And at this point, nobody had seen this. It wasn't even in the news, right? No newspaper, no reporter, no, nobody knew what was really going on inside of the concentration camps. And if any of you guys have followed World War II, you know 
that even the United States and the rest of um, the world had no clue how bad things were in the concentration camps and what was really going on in them until I, I believe it was like months or a year afterwards, like as things were starting to unravel, as the victims, the, the survivors started telling their stories. Well, the ones that escaped in the midst of the war, you ran back to their villages, they were hysterical because of what they had seen. It was so atrocious that they felt like they had to warn everybody. So they ran around town yelling, screaming, trying to get anybody to listen. Sadly, what happened there is I don't think anybody listened. I mean, if anybody did listen, it must have been one or two. I, I just, sadly, what happened is that most people just looked at those who came back from the concentration camps as lunatics. Like this person just lost their mind. Must have been that they were hungry. Must have been that, you know, maybe they got roughed up a little bit. Must have been that, um, you know, they, they were given something that made them go, go mad, right? So the people he was trying to warn, these people who were trying to warn the, the other families, they were looked at as crazy and neglected and actually even mocked. Right? It's so sad. Um, one of the, you know, and I get this from um, a book that I had read called Night, where a Jewish survivor, Elie Wiesel, he describes a man who came into his village and did exactly that, like ranting and telling them what was going on, the atrocity that the guards were committing against people, like such inhumane you know, crimes against humanity that were happening to children, uh, not just to adults, you know, and to elderly and to women and just everyone. And he, he, he looked like a raving lunatic. So this is what I'm trying to tell you guys. Even though you have the truth on your side, even though you know what the outcome is going to be, even though you're desperate, you know, for the other person to know and understand and see if you come off like a crazy person, they're not going to listen to you. If you're hyper, if you're excited, if you're, um, because this is what happens with the narcissist behind, you know, the narcissist gets to have the, the new supplies ear much longer than you get to have it. Now, you might spend a few minutes with the new supply trying to warn them while the narcissist gets to have them for hours every day. And it has all the time in the world to spin whatever story they want to spin to the new supply. And then the new supply will then start to, to spread those stories to others around them, to their friends, to their family, to, to anybody in town that wants to listen about you. So you don't want to make yourself a target, okay? So when you're thinking about wanting to warn the new supply. And I know so many of us have done that. So many of us are like, oh my gosh, I want to tell them. And then when you tell them, you get this weird look from them. Like, yeah, yeah, okay, I think you're crazy type of look. And then you walk away feeling really just worse than when you started. So I'm not saying that you don't warn them if you don't think, if you think there is an opportunity to warn them. But you have to wait for that opportunity and you have to wait for the right time and you have to be calm when you're delivering that the information and then you just let them know you know you just let give them the information 
and then they have to figure it out after that. It's like leading a horse to water, right? You can lead it to water, but you cannot make the horse drink. Same thing with people. You can give them all the information, hand it to them, put it in their lap. You can even give them video footage, right? But it's up to them to look at it. So you guys, the main point of this is that the narcissist is going to have the new supply under their spell, under their control. They have more access to the new supply than you do. So if you're acting desperate, if you're acting like you're hysterical, that's what they're going to think of you. Yep. So let me see. Last time I was not able to stop or I didn't stop to, to look at comments. And this time I'm going to see. Yeah. Jahai, good to see you. Uh, sorry, guys, I'm just kind of coming down there. It says, uh, Obi says, mine would tell everyone I'm crazy with a brain injury and how lucky I'm with someone like her that would take me in. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I think that this brain injury that you talk about, I hope that you're getting help with that um, because I think also that it affects you emotionally, psychologically, um, and not just uh, critically, critical thinking that is. Well, you guys, so here's the deal. The narc has been brainwashing the new supply big time, right? Building this bond with them. They, they act sincere with the new supply, just like they acted sincere with you. So the, the new supply is hearing all these stories, all these stories about how you victimized the, the narcissist. And in those stories, the, the, nar the new supply actually feels like the narcissist is bonding with them, that the narcissist is trusting them with these stories, even though they're all made up. They're thinking that the narcissist is is sharing with them deep feelings and, and intimate information. Then the narcissist also starts to stroke the new supply ego. And the new supply feels like, oh, I'm so wonderful. And, and, and the narcissist is telling me I'm the best, you know, whatever, at everything that they've ever met, right? I'm the smartest person they've ever dated. I'm the sexiest person they've ever dated. I'm the most fun they've ever had with anybody. Um, I'm, I'm the, the most meaningful thing in their life, right? I, I'm so important in their life. The, this is what the new supply is hearing. So if the new supply is hearing all of that and getting their ego stroked, they're going to think, well, the difference between them and you, the ex, is that they're special, they're the best, they're the actual soulmate, while you were just transition, a transition for the narcissist, right? You were a placeholder for them, or you were, um, you were the, the awful person who took advantage of the narcissist. And here the new supply is to save the narcissist from you. They're not hearing the real story. They're hearing this narrative that sounds so good 
and makes them into the hero, makes, makes the new supply into this indispensable, valuable, uh, incredibly virtuous person that the narcissist can't live without. And they feel so good about themselves. And it is absolutely like a drug. These hormones that get produced when they start to feel this way around the narcissist and as the narcissist feeds their ego, these hormones are going to make them feel like they're invincible, they're the best, they're, they're so good, they can't fail, and they actually may even carry it into their life, their professional life, their other relationships for a while and become the life of the party where they go, so, you know, act so happy. And their relatives will, and friends will even say, wow, I've never, even, I've never seen you so happy. I've never seen you so grounded. I've never seen you um, so motivated to do things in your life, you know. And the new supply is going to feel like, yeah, because all I needed was a cheerleader, right? All I needed was, was this they don't know it's a narcissist at the time, but they feel like all I needed was my soulmate because my soulmate feeds this into me and completes me and makes me more effective and more excellent. Now you come in and you try to tell them how horrible the narcissist is. They're not going to believe that. What are they going to want to believe? Are they going to really want to believe that this guy, this girl is lying to them, is using them? is making up all these stories, you know, um, is setting them up because they want to take advantage of them. They're not going to hear that. They want to follow the narrative that feeds their ego. They want to follow the narrative that makes them feel good about themselves. And for you to come in with the truth, it's not going to make them feel good, right? It's going to make them feel really crappy. I think most people do, do this in real life as well. Like they don't want to know the bad things. But here's the deal. When you're walking around in fantasy world and fantasy land living um, off of lies, and we all see it now on this side, right? When you finally wake up, it's horrible. It's horrible. It's like you are walking through this nightmare and, and all the while, you thought it was a dream. You thought it was a fantasy. You thought the things that you were craving and wanting and, and desiring were beautiful. And it turns out all the things you were desiring were just horrible, nasty garbage. And now you can't tell, you know, it's so hard to come to the realization that you've been taking in all of this garbage onto yourself and dirtying yourself to that point where you're unrecognizable to your family and friends. And your family and friends will even tell you, right? I mean, it's hard to talk about the new supply without talking about our own experience. Because what the new supply is going through or will be going through is exactly, if not worse, than the things you've already gone through with the narcissist. So those times when your family was telling you, you know, there were, there, at the beginning, they're telling you, oh, I've never seen you so happy, never seen you so motivated. I think this is your soulmate. This person is so good for you. They're hilarious. They're fun. We love being around them. They're so personable. You know, they, you two make a great team. All of that is the fantasy. 
and people can run for a while. It's like they, they use that fantasy to motivate themselves and live in this alternate universe. But then when reality hits and the narcissist is ignoring them and the narcissist is done with them, is tired of them, is, done, is, is no, no, longer, no longer willing to, to spend the time and the effort and make any more sacrifices to, to, to hold or prop up the new supply. Now it's payback time. Now the new supply needs to serve the narcissist and give back to the narcissist. When they get to that point, it's a nightmare. It starts to slip into becoming a nightmare. And the, the new supply starts to lose their motivation, starts to lose their happiness, starts to lose their confidence, right? And at this point, the, the family's looking at them going, what's, what's going on? Are you okay? But then the new supply wants to pretend like things are still good because they, don't, they, they liked it better when everybody was complimenting them. They liked it better when everybody was telling them how wonderful they looked and how amazing they, you know, they've become and, and how, how much more they had, the, the family and the friends admire the new supply now. They want to keep up the facade. And it's not even that they're protecting the narcissist. They're protecting their own dream world. So you have to be aware that when you come to the new supply, when you show them pictures, you show them phone records, you show them video or audio even of the narcissist talking to you, bashing the new supply, they're not going to believe it. They're not. They just, they're going to think that you made it up somehow. They're going to think that you're, you're the enemy and you're trying to attack them. Now, you guys, here's the other side of things. When the new supply starts to wake up, when the world starts to go downward, they haven't exactly woken up yet, right? They might actually call you. They might actually reach out to you because they want to know, are they really seeing what they're seeing? Is this, has this happened before? Is this a pattern? Um, is this something that they need to investigate more or question more? So they're going to call you. And even then you have to be careful because if you lay it all out, you're like, don't just spill everything, okay? You can tell them a few things. And when they ask, did he do this? Did she do that? You can say, yeah, that did happen with me as well. Um, but don't, you need to build that relationship, right? You, you need to build that trust. You can give them information, whatever you're willing to give them. Uh, don't be, don't regret that you're giving them information. Just be happy with the amount that you're giving them. Uh, this is what I've tell, I've told people also with money. When you're giving somebody money, give them what you're happy giving them without receiving it back, right? Give whatever you're, you're comfortable giving. Don't ever give more because then you're going to start to regret and then you're going to resent and then you're going to feel awful about yourself and then you're going to feel like you lost a part of yourself. Same thing happens emotionally when the new supply calls you and wants to know what happened in your life with the narcissist and you just tell them every little sordid detail and they walk away and you're thinking, 
wait a minute, I didn't really know that person that well, and here I am telling them what happened in the bedroom. I'm telling them what happened to my finances. I'm telling them where I am right now emotionally. You you make yourself completely vulnerable to 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 feeling bad about yourself. So what you want to do is give them the amount that you're willing to tell them and say, "Yep, this happened, but I'm better now. I'm I'm you know, I'm off and moving upwards and forwards. Uh I'm not stuck there anymore." You want to share with them the things that you've accomplished afterwards. You know, you you not I'm not saying all the details, but you just want to let them know that you're not in that hole anymore. But you can share with them a little bit. Now, you guys actually may start to become great friends bonding over this. And I've had other I've heard, I've had viewers come on and tell me of their success of new supply. And I don't think this happens while the new supply is still with the narcissist. It happens after the new supply has been discarded. After the new supply has been discarded, they're going to be reeling. And this is when they start calling the exes to find, you know, to share stories, to, to commiserate, to feel like they're not alone. And they actually have built some relationships and friendships out of this because they realize that the narcissist has a type, right? They, they have a certain type that they, they target and that type tends to get along. You, it's so, that is the best scenario. But you have to be aware that while the new supply is still with the narcissist and they're just kind of checking out the waters over here and over there, um, just doing a little bit of investigation, but they're still living with the narcissist. They're still engaged or they're still married to them. They're not completely detached yet. And I've also heard stories of people going back to the narcissist, the new supply going back to the narcissist and revealing everything the ex said, which then inflames the narcissist and has the narcissist coming after the ex. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. Um, <laughs> oh yeah and that's so hard you know when people won't believe you when you're trying to tell them what's happened even people that love you will wonder if you're I'm sorry I was just reading uh, reading a comment here I'll read it to you guys it says this is as good as my injury will get escape my parents couldn't help me with my NPD because my parents are narcs and they thought I was lying when I told them craziness in my ex. These channels helped me heal. Yeah, so I think these channels can actually help people who think that they have NPD but they don't want it. If you really don't want to be a narcissist, you have to work at it. You have to humil humble yourself, not humiliate, sorry guys. You have to humble yourself and it may feel humiliating, but when you humble yourself and admit when you were wrong, that's when you can fix it. That's the same thing with the new supply. As long as the new supply keeps covering up the nasty, dirty wound, they're not going to be able to see the truth. They're not going to be able to have the truth come in and clean it out, right? 
Same thing with us. If we're not humble enough to see what we need to change, then we're not going to heal. We're not going to be able to heal. We're only going to hold on to regret, anger, frustration, uh, resentment. Those things are not healing. Those things continue to fester and continue to rot your, your heart, your soul, your mind, uh, even your body because you're not going to be motivated to do good things for yourself. So, well, you guys, today seems to be a kind of a short, short live stream because that is about all I wanted to share with you. If there is anything else you wanted to comment on or any questions you have, go ahead and put it in the comment section after the video is uploaded and I will get back to you. But today I wanted to share with you whether you should warn the new supplier or not, because I know everybody gets tempted to some degree to do that. Most of us, I think, hold back and think, no, I'm not going to do that. It's no longer my issue, no longer my problem. But some of us will try. Some of us will feel that it's our duty, it's our obligation to protect other people, to warn other people. And I just wanted to create this video to help those who are trying to do the right thing to do it in a way that would be most effective. So you guys, I hope that you enjoyed this video. I hope that it has, has helped you. And would you please make a comment, give me a thumbs up, and watch a commercial once in a while, share the video if you think it'll help somebody. <laughs> no, Opie, I'll say that right now. <laughs> no, you cannot. But uh, Opie just asked if he can borrow 20 bucks. <laughs> Good question, good question, but no. Well, you guys, have a great day and have a great week, and I will see you next week.